Hey, good to see you here. You are currently listening to Inspire Church Metro Manila. We are one church in multiple locations, and we exist to inspire people to fulfill their God-given potential. We are so glad that you're tuning in right now. Welcome home. Learn more about us by visiting inspiremetro.live. Lean in and enjoy. What's up, Inspire Church? Hey, my name is Nolan, and me and my wife, Jay, we're the location pastors out here in Metro Manila. I just want to thank you for engaging with us, joining our community today. It's what we call Sunday's Best, our online experience. So welcome. I want you to anticipate that this is not just something you're watching, it's just not something that you're viewing or tuning in and tuning out. I really want you to believe that God has a plan for you today. Come on, somebody in the chat type amen right now. And I know we've been uh, we've been doing this for many months now and I'm telling you, the Inspire Online Fam Bam, you guys always come in strong. So I wanna ask you, would you just do us a favor once again this Sunday, let us know where you are engaging from, right? So like, I mean, Nolan from Inspire Quezon City, where, where, where are you at? If you're from Inspire CBO, Inspire Cagayan Valley, you guys come in strong. I, I saw like 15% of you at our 7 p.m. service. I even saw people from England, yay! And her name wasn't Angelica this time. But seriously, hey, if you're tuning in from Inspire England, welcome. Come on now, type it in the chat. Where are you coming from? Where are you engaging from? I just want to welcome you because if you are from the Philippines or maybe it's even in your own country, we are in now what we call a modified enhanced quarantine. And so our set might look a little different. It might, it might, it might change a little bit because we're coming straight to you from my home. So from my home to your home, welcome. And I, I know God has a plan. I, I was reading this scripture because let's be real, you know, some of us were struggling. Come on, can we be honest? Some of us emotionally, mentally, some of us financially with our jobs. And I read this in Matthew 4:39. And he awoke, this is Jesus, he awoke and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. Peace, be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. So from my home to your home, I'm praying peace for your life. See, we've been going through a series for, uh, I think this is part two right now. We've been going through a series called Out of the Peripheral. Out of the Peripheral. And we talked about this, that peripheral is a vision where you can see what's around you can see that there is something there but the details are lost but when you move something from from peripheral vision to center vision then the details come into into clarity and so we've been talking about taking jesus out of the peripheral because when we take jesus out of the peripheral we have a clearer view of who jesus is and when we have a clearer view of who jesus is we have a clearer view of our potential and the clearer view of jesus we have a clearer view of our purpose the clearer view of jesus the clearer view of the abundant life come on i need another amen from you guys come on type in the chat a to the m 
to the E to the N. Oh, I'm rapping right now. Come on. <laughs> and, and so today we are praying and we are speaking on a specific subject that I'm titling for part two of Out of the Peripheral is this. More than bread. More than bread. Let me pray for you. Lord God, I pray right now in the name of Jesus that you become to us more than bread, that you become to us more than provision. Lord God, I pray for every single person tuning in. Lord God, I pray that you begin to speak to us. I pray that you begin to just uh, um, have a, a, a touch, Lord God. You are the Prince of Peace. Bring peace right now. I pray for a holy encounter with the living God right now. Lord, speak to me. Speak through me. Let's not just make this something we watch, but something we experience. Lord, we love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, somebody in their room type, amen, amen, amen. Once again, welcome to Inspire Church. Metro Manila, Sunday's best online experience. It's been like about, I don't know, it's been, I think, six months, no? Yeah. Six months since we've been in quarantine. I mean, for adults, you could go in and out, right, after the enhanced quarantine. But for the past six months, man, if, you're, if you have children, your children have been stuck in, at, at their home, in, indoors, for the past six months. And it's been crazy. It's, it's been crazy. I've never seen it like this. And I was thinking about it, how seriously, my wife has been so amazing during this time. Like my wife has been taking care of our kids. She's not just helping lead the church. She's not just an amazing wife, but, but she's been amazing with our kids. And I've noticed a constant theme or a constant conversation for the past six months. For the past six months, I, I hear this conversation towards my wife. I, I, I hear these phrases. If you're a parent, if you've been in your house, maybe you heard some of these phrases too, right? You, you, you heard this. Can you give me a drink? Right? Can, can you turn on the air con? It's too hot. Can you turn on the fan? Can you fix my hair? Can you make me food? Come on, anybody hear those things? Can, can you legal me? Right? Can, can you wash my boy? Can you say that? Can, right? And that's just from me. <laughs> and my kids been that. Okay, that was a joke. But anyways, but my kids have been asking for things. I've been asking for things. Why? Especially my kids. Why? Because they know that when they call out to their mom, mom, can you get me a drink? Mom, I'm hungry. Mom, can you help me? They know that she's going to help. Come on now, right? But think about this. If I were to only engage my beautiful wife, listen to me, when I need something, Babe, can you give me a massage? Babe, can you give me a hug? Hey, babe, can you cook this? Babe, can you clean this? Babe, can you hang out with? Imagine if I only went to her when I needed something. You would immediately realize, wait a minute, that's not a good relationship. Come on now. Come on now. Come on, right? If all I go to her is because I need something. If we would go to marriage counseling, our counselor would say this is an unhealthy relationship. There needs to be more to a relationship than just needing something, than just wanting something. And I was thinking about this, and let's, I'm going to be honest, maybe you relate, because this is me. There are times when 
maybe not just times, there are so many times, that I approach Jesus when I only need something. Ooh, ouch, come on now, is that you? Come on now, is that you? Somebody put in the chat room, ouch, if that's you. Ouch, right? Where, hey God, I, I need help. Jesus, I need peace. Jesus, I need provision. Jesus, I need this. Come on now. I don't know what you've been asking for or what you've been needing. But listen to me. If the majority of the time that you are calling out to Jesus, that you are spending time with Jesus, that you are speaking to Jesus, is when you need something, then that means that Jesus is still in the peripheral. It means that he's somewhere in the outskirts of your vision, that he's there, but is blurry. He's there, but he's not the center. Because if Jesus is in the center of your vision, you will know that it can't just be about provision. Come on now. It can't just be about needing something. It can't just be going to him when you want something. Jesus needs to be more than bread. Somebody type it in the chat right now. Jesus is more than bread. Jesus is more than bread. Let me explain more. Let me give you the context of where I got this. It's found in John chapter 6. And if you know me by now, you love scripture, right? You love to know the context. You love the stories. And John 6, we're going to be reading from verse 22. But let me give you what's happening. John 6 starts off with Jesus and his disciples, and he's walking. Um, they're actually going to go hang out and just rest. But what happened was this. There's a multitude of people following them, right? So there's about 5,000 men, not including the women and the children, who come and approach Jesus and the disciples. What happens is now, you know this story, maybe some of you, they were hungry, they were tired, and Jesus had compassion for them, and so he fed them. He fed over 5,000 people. After he fed them, they saw the miracle of the feeding. They got fed by uh, bread and fish. So now Jesus leaves. Jesus goes now, and he goes um, across the sea. And so across the sea, he tells the disciples to go first. And this is a funny character of Jesus. Because as the disciples are traveling, it's night, it's dark. Jesus walks on water. And actually, he sneaks up to his boys on the boat. And they get scared. They think it's a ghost. I think it's a joke. I think Jesus did it as a joke. He went up by them and went, boo, right? And Because, hey, Jesus, man, I mean, he's a friend. And friends joke around. And so when they get to the, to the other side, once they get to the other side, what happened was the people who were there who experienced the feeding from the bread and the fish, the people that got, that got fed 5,000, they wanted to follow Jesus. All right, so you get the context. These guys experience miracles. This is one of the greatest miracles. They experience provision. And so now they are following Jesus. And so now I want you to pay special attention here. Listen to me. Listen, listen, listen. I want you to pay special attention here because the way they act is kind of the way I find myself acting at times. And if you're like me, it's probably going to be the way you act at times. And in actuality, sometimes I think it's just human nature. But let's see, how do we make sure Jesus is more than bread? You guys are following, right? Verse 22. 
The next day, the crowd that had stayed on the far shore saw the disciples had taken the only boat and they realized Jesus had not gone with them. Several boats from Tiberias landed near the place where the Lord had blessed um, the, the bread and the people had eaten. So when the crowd saw that neither Jesus nor his disciples were there, they got into the boats and went across to, the Cap- to Capernaum to look for him. They found him on the other side of the lake and asked, Rabbi, where did you, when did you get here? Verse 26, listen to what Jesus, Jesus goes straight to the heart. Hey, look, sometimes Jesus has no time for games. He wants to see you grow. He doesn't want to, you know, bola bola you, right? He doesn't, I don't know what's that in English. What's bola bola in English? Ball ball? (laughs) What's bola bola? I don't know. <laughs> but I'm, I'm Filipino now. Tatak Pinoy, right? So Jesus goes straight and he says this. Look at, listen, listen, listen. I tell you the truth. Listen to me. You want to be with me because I fed you. Ooh. Not because you understood the miraculous signs. But don't be so concerned about the perishable things like food. Spend your energy seeking the eternal life. The, that the Son of Man can give you. For the God, the Father, has given me the seal of His approval. I love that. Look, look, he goes straight at it. And he gives us insight on what we are supposed to focus on, where our central vision needs to be. How do we take Jesus out of the peripheral? And the first thing that I realize this is, there is always a meaning to the miracle. Oh, come on now. There's always a meaning to the miracle. Listen to what he says. Hey, look, you're just following me because I fed you. Not because you understood why I gave you the miracle. See, if we just focus on the miracle, but not looking at the meaning of the miracle, we miss a true miracle. If we just focus on what he gives, we just look at his hand, but never his face. It's not just about the miracle. It's not just about the provision. I spend so much time, so much, God, give me this. God, help me this. God, help me that. But please listen. He answers not because of what He wants to give you. He answers because of what He wants you to understand of the giver. Oh. Verse 28, they replied, okay, okay. Well, we want to perform God's work too. What should we do? So they think, okay, the meaning of the miracle is so that we can do miracles. So this is what they're thinking. The the reason why God is providing is so that we can learn to provide for ourselves. That's not it. They didn't get it. They kept thinking of the what. Listen to me. They kept thinking of the what instead of the who. They kept thinking of what we can get instead of who is giving. Come on now. So Jesus told them, This is the only work God wants from you. Listen to me. I think this is for you right now. Listen, listen, listen. Look into my eyes. I don't know why I did this, but look at, it says here, this is the only work God wants from you. Believe in the one he has sent. He goes back to the heart. See, the second thing I need you to understand is this. Believing takes work. Believing takes work takes work it just doesn't happen he's saying hey look if you want to do some work if you want to grow then i want you to grow in believing if you want to work then i want you to work in believing please understand 
belief in the goodness of God. Belief that God is for you, not against you. Belief that God is greater. Belief that, there is, that He is the provider. It doesn't just happen. Oh, oh, oh. Here we go. Here we go. I need you. Woo! Here we go. It's going to be an ouch. It hurts, but it's good moment right now, right? Ouch. That's good. Here we go. If you keep chasing the goosebump moments, if you keep chasing the, the chicken skin moments, oh my gosh, na feel mo yan, andito na si Lord, oh wow, grabe, grabe, tingnan mo. If you keep chasing those moments, you're never going to be satisfied. Because you're only going to believe when you feel it. But Jesus says, you got to work at believing. It's like a treasure hunt and life is the dirt. You got you to gotta dig through your doubts. You got to dig through your confusion. You got to dig through your traumas. You got to dig through your triggers. And you find, you find the treasure, which is called believe. Ooh, come on. That's good right there. Somebody say believe. Type it in there. Believe. And, and look at their response. Man, this is cutthroat already. This is surgery, heart surgery. You would think they'll be like, oh my gosh, grabe Lord. Grabe pasensya I'm so sorry, God. Right? Look at their response. <laughs> Human nature, remember? I told you this story is like me. Story is probably like you. This is how they respond. They answered, show us a miraculous sign. If you want us to believe in you, listen, listen, what can you do? What? This is like the story of my life. What? These are the people who saw the miracle of the 5,000. They saw bread being multiplied. The, the, the no provision turning into abundant provision. They saw Jesus do all of these miracles. And so when God tells them to believe, they say this, show me a sign. Show me a sign. Give me a sign. Oh, how easily we forget the goodness of God. Show me a sign. See, the thing about signs, listen to me, listen to me. The thing about signs is this. Listen, if you need a sign to believe, you're always going to need another sign to believe again. You're going to be a sign chaser. You're going to go from one church to another church looking for a sign after a sign. I want a prophetic word, then I need another prophetic word. I need a miracle, then I need another miracle. And every time I'm down, I got to go to another church to find another word so somebody could give me a word. Hey, listen, no, no, no. Stop chasing the miracle and surrender to the miracle worker. They're, they're asking for a sign. Hey, look, like, I'm not getting on you because the word is getting on me. <laughs> like this is me. So the, it continues and he says, After all our ancestors ate manna while they journeyed through the wilderness, the scripture says Moses gave them bread from heaven to eat. And Jesus said, I'll tell you the truth. Moses didn't give you bread from heaven. My father did. And now he offers you true bread, true bread from heaven. The true bread of God is the one who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Sir, they said, give us this bread every day. <laughs> they don't get it. They're like, yeah, give us a sign. Jesus goes, look, 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 the sign has already come that the true bread is here. And so they'd be like, okay, give us, give us that true bread so we never get hungry. They're, listen, they keep thinking about the what instead of the who. 
they keep focusing on the provision instead of the provider. And Jesus replied, here we go, I am the bread of life. I am the bread of life. I am the bread of life. Come on, say it with me. I am the bread of life. It's more than bread. It's all about the bread of life. It's more of what you get. It's about who gave it to you. It's more than provision. It's all about the provider. Because if you get provision now and you're focused on the provision, once that provision is lost, you lose faith. But if you keep an eye on the provider, you know he's never left you. You know he's never forsaken you. It is more than bread. It is the bread of life. He says, who comes to me will never be hungry. Where, where are you hungry? Are you hungry for purpose? Are you hungry for security? Are you hungry for identity? Are you hungry for confidence? Come on now. Where are you hungry? Where, where is it aching? Where you feel weak? Where will you be fulfilled? Not if you find the right job. Where will you be fulfilled? Not if you find the right relationship. Where, you be, where will you be fulfilled? Not if you have the right amount of money. No. You will only be fulfilled when you come to the bread of life. So here's what we got to understand. Because Jesus is more than bread. In other words, Jesus doesn't give provision. He is the provision. Hey, Jesus doesn't give provision. He is the provision. Come on now. It's not about what comes out of his hand. It's what comes out of his heart. Woo! He is the provision. Bread doesn't last, but the bread of life lasts forever. Provision itself doesn't last, but the provider remains ever faithful. So, I, listen, I know it's stressful. Hey, look, look, look. I know, I know. Jobs were, were shut down again. I know things are going strong. I know things are going hard. But how am I, how am I going to maintain this confidence? Trust me, I, I know it. I know it. We got to make sure that we focus on the bread of life. It's about the bread of life. See, the more we look to the bread as our Savior, the more stressed and anxious we are. But the more we look to the bread of life as our Savior, the more we will realize how faithful He is. Oh, I'm preaching right now. Somebody needs to hear this. You keep looking in what, at what's in your hand or what's in your account or what's, in, what's going on. But God is saying, hey, maybe, maybe, maybe. Look, I didn't cause this quarantine, but I could make good out of this quarantine. And maybe this is the time I want you to trust not what I give you, but who I am. So how do we make life? Listen to me. How do we make Jesus? How do we make life more than bread? How do we make Jesus out of the peripheral into our center vision? How do we make sure that we see the details of God, the details of Jesus? How, how do we make sure that we are, we are not just focused on what we get? or the feelings we feel, but we are reminded of God. How do we take Jesus out of the peripheral and place Him in the center? He tells us. Number one, write this down. Feed on the Word. Ooh, feed on the Word. Come on now. I know somebody you're eating right now, right? Just be like, I'm going to eat the Word right now. Come on now. You're chewing right now. <laughs> you got caught. Feed on the Word. He says this. I'll tell you the truth. Unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink His blood, you cannot have eternal life within you. But anyone who eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise that person 
at the last day. How many guys here? Come on now, let's be honest. How many guys here, you crave sugar? Let's go, come on now. Like you got the sugar tooth, come on, right? Like me, I'm, I'm an ice cream man. Ooh, Jamocha almond fudge from Baskin Robbins. Double scoop that, please, adult size. Come on now, right? How many guys here, milk tea? Come on now, cheesecake milk tea? Let's go large, let's go one liter, please, from Macau, thank you, come on now, right? Oh man, I, I crave it. But imagine if all I eat is dessert. Imagine if all I eat is sugar. My body will not have the nutrition, the nutrients to be able to last. I'm going to crash and burn like this. Right when I need it, I'm going to burn and crash. Listen, listen, listen. The provision that God gives, it's dessert. <laughs> it's dessert. It's good. It's, it's satisfying. It fills something up. But it cannot be the sustenance of your life. It can't hold you up. It can't be your strength. What God gives can't be your strength. God, period, must be your strength. Oh, come on now. Somebody say amen, right? We must feed in His Word. The Word gives us the character of God. It reminds us who God is. Matthew 4, 4 says, During the time the devil came to him and said, If you're the Son of God, tell these stones to become loaves of bread. But Jesus told him, no, scripture says, people do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. See, the bread is temporary. The bread of life forever. Psalm 119 verse 97. Oh, how I love your instructions. I think about them all day long. Your commands make me wiser than my enemies, for they are my constant guide. I'll give you one more. Psalm 119, 103. How sweet your word tastes to me. They are sweeter than honey. Your commandments, listen to me, your commandments give me understanding. No wonder I hate every false way of life. You ever catch yourself? Hindi ko guess. Hindi ko, hindi ko alam bakit ganito. I don't know why this is happening. It's the Word of God that will give you understanding. It's the Word of God that will show you what is the false life and the true life. But we got to take Jesus out of the peripheral. Somebody say amen, right? We got to take Jesus out of the peripheral. Feed on the Word. You probably heard this word before. It's a Christian word, Christianese, devotion. You know, what does that mean? It means just spending time with God reading His Bible journaling if you don't know where to start follow us john maybe you, you got a phone right you're watching this through some way right right you're not having a vision right now right you're watching it on a, a gadget go to bible.com go to you version download that get an app find find a great devotional a time to read it's so awesome Verse 55, let's continue. For my flesh is true food and my blood is true drink. Anyone who eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me and I, I in him. I live because of the living Father who sent me in the same way. Anyone who feeds on me will live because of me. I am the true bread that came down from heaven. Anyone who eats this bread will not die as your ancestors did. Look what he says. For my flesh is true food, and my blood is true drink. The second thing I need you to do is not just feed on the Word. The second thing I need you to do is this, desire the right things. Woo! Desire the right things. I remember, I, like, I, I'm, a, I'm a soda addict. Come on now, where are my Coke Zeros? 
addicts at, right? Right? Like I could, I, I drink them. I know some of you are addicted to Red Horse. That's not me. <laughs> I, 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 right? Some of you are drinking right now. 11 p.m. service. Hey, I see you. Cheers. I'm just joking. But I, I, I drink, I drink Coke too much, right? And so people told me an alternative is you drink carbonized water, which is like it's soda water, right? It's healthier. It's just water with the bubbles. In actuality, I just drink Coke because I like the bubble feeling, right? When you, right? Woo! Shut up, right? But when there's no more bubbles, you don't drink that. Come on now, right? Like you don't drink it. You only drink it for the bubbles. And so I remember getting soda water for the first time and I pop it open. Oh, sounds good. And when I drank it, ooh, like I, 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 I didn't like the taste, but I, I kept drinking it because I know it was good for me, right? And I, I like it, right? But then my wife always tempts me for Coke Zero all the time, right? But I, eventually, I'm so, I'm, I'm, it's so good to me. This carbonized soda water is so refreshing and it's healthier than Coke. It's healthier than just a, a, a sugar. It's healthier than all of that. It's, it's just water. And all of a sudden now, I don't desire the sugar, but I desire what's good for me. Ooh, you know where I'm going with this. Look, it, it takes work to desire the right things. It's not going to be comfortable. It's not going to be normal at, in the beginning. Because let's be real, we live in a fallen world. Most of the things we do is abnormal, right? Most of the times people say, come on, this is, this is love. It's not really love. But what the Word says, you got to desire the right things. The people followed for the wrong desires. They just wanted their life to be good without following the one who is good. They just wanted the provision. They just wanted to feel happy all the time. They just wanted the goosebumps. In actuality, what they really want is heaven. <laughs> they just don't want to work. They don't want to have struggles. They don't want to have stress. They, they just want God to just spoon feed them. Can I tell you, the only thing you spoon feed is a baby. And I know you're not a baby. God has great plans for your life. God has great works for you. And so we got to desire the right things. Matthew 5, 6 says, God blesses those who hunger and thirst for justice, for they will be satisfied. Hey, listen to me, listen to me, listen to me. It's more than bread. Come on now, let's be real. I'm, I, I'm being honest right now. So many times I was just following Jesus because I needed something. So many times I questioned Jesus when what I thought I needed, I never got. Come on now, let's be real, right? And so most of the time I'm stretched in faith is because when I'm asking God for something, He's not giving it to me. Why? Because I realize for myself, maybe it's for you also. Sometimes I place more of my confidence in what I get than who gives it to me. But I need you to know, let's listen, listen, it's time to make Jesus more than bread. It's time to take Jesus out of the peripheral and place Him in the center of vision. So what do we do? What do we got to do? It's simple. It's simple. We just got to make Jesus the main thing. Listen, listen. I'm... God wants to bless you. He wants to give you what you need. In actuality, He's a good Father. He actually wants to give you what you want at times. But He wants you to want Him more. Look what this scripture says. And I'm ending with this, Matthew 6.33. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously 
and He will give you everything you need. Stop seeking His hand. Just seek Him. He knows. He knows. He knows you've been crying at night because you're un- unsure of the future. He knows you've been crying because you've lost your source of income. But can I tell you this? You have not lost your source of life. You have not lost your source of blessing. It's Jesus. And He wants to give you that strength. But the question is this, will you choose the bread of life? Or will you only simply choose the bread? I don't know who I'm speaking to, but some of you, it's speaking to you right now. It's been a heart check right now. Because then, if you're honest with yourself, you've been seeking the bread instead of the bread of life. Matthew 10.39 says this, If you cling to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for me, you will find it. So I want to pray with you. Because some of you right now, you got to choose the bread of life. You got to take Jesus out of the peripheral and place him in the center of your vision. And so right now, listen, 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 listen. If you, if you want to find that confidence, not only when you have the abundance, but if you want to find that peace and confidence because you have the abundance of His presence, you got to choose Jesus, the bread of life. So right now, listen to me. Would you close your eyes or wherever you're at or just, just bow your head? Let me pray. Lord God, I pray right now in the name of Jesus. Show us right now. Show us. Are we so focused on the bread Or have we surrendered our life to the bread of life? Look, if that's you right now, if that's you and you want to surrender your life to the bread of life, to Jesus, not just as your provider, but as your Lord and your Savior, would you pray this prayer with me? Would you say, Jesus, thank you that you are my provider. I'm thankful for the provision, but I don't want to base my life on the provision. I want my life surrendered to you. I don't want to just focus on the bread. I want the bread of life. So Jesus, be my Lord. Be my Savior. Forgive me of all my sins. Have your way. In Jesus' name. Come on, type in the chat. Amen. 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 Come on, I'm I'm excited for you. Hey, look, if you prayed that prayer, and you chose Jesus as your bread of life, that you took him out of the peripheral and placed him in the center, type in the chat right now, I chose Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I chose Jesus as my bread of life. I prayed that prayer. Come on, type it in the chat. I prayed that prayer. Come on, this is the universal sign of typing, right? I I prayed that prayer. People are in the chat, I'm gonna be celebrating with you. Come on, (laughs) I love it, I love it, I love it. And also, listen, listen, hold on. Everybody else watching, hold on, stay strong. Stay strong. I'm excited for you. Hey, look, look, look. If, if, if you need a, a, just a boost of faith, if, if you need to just know more, sign up for our Pound for Pound Summit, right? Our senior pastor in Hawaii, Pastor Mike Kai, 10 years ago, wrote a book called The Pound for Pound Principle. And so we got a summit. We got uh, amazing speakers, Pastor Mike and Pastor Lisa, Dr. Sam Chan, uh, Pastor Craig Rochelle of Life Church. We got Dr. Darius Daniels of Change Church. We got Pastor Chad Veet beach of zoe church come on it's gonna be amazing i'm gonna be hosting you're gonna be see you'll see me on there also hey sign up today people in the chat room will tell you and 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 remember if it's your first time here we got a swag but i don't know why i did that right 
<laughs> we got a swag bag for you, a gift for our first time uh, family members. So fill it out on our next step card, inspiremetro.live. But let's go back for you, come on now, for you who surrendered the life to Jesus. Oh, I love it. You know what you're feeling right now? It's not the provision, you're feeling the embrace of the provider. So hey, look, we're family. God bless you. If you haven't typed in the chat yet, type in the chat, I surrendered my life to Jesus. I prayed that prayer. Hand emoji. <laughs> I love it. Hey, I also want to invite you guys, take your next step. You've been doing the old steps and you know where it takes you. If you want to go somewhere new, you got to take next steps. And so fill out those cards, our connect card. I would love to join you in our growth track or our, our, our uh, what's that called? Our connect groups, right? Hey, also thank you for your generosity. For those who are still, you know, placing your treasure into the house of God, you know, with your first fruits, with your tithes and your offering, thank you. I, I love you guys. So from my home to your home, I'm a plantito. You see my plants? God bless you. We'll see you guys soon. For joining us and for listening to Inspire Church Metro podcast. Stay in the loop by checking inspiremetro.live.